Hello all and welcome back to the Daily Fandom Podcast. I am super excited and super pumped to officially announce the premiere of season three. So with that being said, today we have a special, special premiere episode about Endgame. The spoilers are off. We can now talk about Endgame without being fined from Kevin Feige in Marvel. So that's fantastic. So today we have a little Endgame conversation about the movie, what we want to see in the future of the MCU, and a bunch of other great, great topics. And today we have a new podcast guest, Maddie, but we also have Brandon and Alec who have been on other podcasts. You can check out Spider-Man, Iron Fist, Thanos, etc., So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it and we appreciate all of the awesomeness you guys bring. If you have any questions, topics, conversation, you want to yell at us, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, anywhere, everywhere. And you can also email us at thedailyfandomtv at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And I'll just leave you to your listening. Just listen to this Avengers theme song starting now. Hi, I'm Maddie. Uh, my, if I could own any Infinity Stone, I think I would want to own the Tesseract because then I can teleport anywhere and it would be great. No commuting ever again. Good choice. Ooh, that was yeah. definitely like a left field one. I like it. I mean, it's very practical, so. <laughs> and um, I think Endgame might be my new favorite, but if not, then... Definitely Captain America, Winter Soldier. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Alec. I've been on a couple podcasts. Um, if I had to choose an Infinity Stone, I would definitely choose the Mind Stone just because I would be controlling people. <laughs> I was up in the air between the Mind Stone and the Time Stone, but I feel like the darkness in me went towards the Mind Stone. <laughs> I don't know what that says about Alec, but pending notification on what that well, says about I Alec. Always, I always said if I could choose a superpower, and if I can't choose the power cosmic, because that's kind of cheating, I would choose, like, mind control. I guess, okay, um, I can see that. So, so as far as I like the movie, it wasn't my favorite MCU movie, it, but it was maybe in my top, like, five. Um, I would say Winter Soldier. Um, I I actually enjoyed Infinity. I thought Infinity War was actually better. Yeah. Um, and I also, I have a soft spot for Iron Man 1, too. That's my one of my favorites as well. All right. At least it's not Iron Man 2, and we're good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, everybody. I'm Brandon. You may have heard me on the other podcasts. Uh, actually, probably all of them. But uh, jumping into this one, What you don't know about me is that if I could have any Infinity Stone in real life, it would be the Reality Stone. Uh, It was kind of up in the air. Tesseract was a very close choice. Uh, Soul Stone was up there, too. I mean, I do enjoy uh, just the idea of, weirdly enough, talking to, like, dead people or, like, dead presidents. That'd be kind of fun. But um, I'd go with Reality just because you can bend, like, the very nature of the universe to your will. And as someone who loves sci-fi, loves all that stuff, it would just be amazing because you could make vibranium be a real thing. Or like if you're sitting at home and you just want a banana smoothie, like your sock is now a banana smoothie. 
And that makes me happy. So uh, I would love that. <laughs> and in regards to Endgame in general, it's fantastic. Uh, very much enjoyed it. If there was anything that I'd say is like better in the MCU than Endgame, might it, it would probably be the beginning. It'd be Iron Man because anytime that's on TV, I will watch it. I know you, you know the plot, you know the lines, but it's just so engaging and like charming in a weird way. So I'd absolutely go with that. I like it. Oh my goodness, you guys have such good answers. Um, well, I'm Sharika. I guess if that matters. Um, I am usually the podcast host. I usually say all the questions and then chime in when I feel like it. Um, let's see. I chose the Space Stone, which I feel like is nerdy of me, but like all the cool people are in space. So that's why I want the Space Stone. Um, I can just visit like Thor anytime I want. Maybe go say hi to T'Challa just in case, you know, just say like, hey, Thanos, how you doing? He's in jail, but like, it's fine. You'd be like, hey, Thanos, like, how's, how's it going? Like, Loki, what's up? I just feel like, I don't know, being in space, it's so gorgeous. And I think it's just because, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and all those movies make it look pretty. So I'm like, oh, well, this can be, like, my meditation. I'll just sit in space and, like, not bother anyone. So that's why I choose the space zone, because it's chill. Um, and there's no drama on space. Well, that's a lie. See, like, a whole Infinity <laughs> War happened. So there's, like, okay, there's not any more drama. I'll say that. There's not any more drama as of right now. Um, and as far as in-game goes, I did enjoy the film quite a bit. Um, it's not my favorite. I did also think Infinity War was better just in terms of um, Thanos. But my favorite movie in the MCU, um, it's a tie because I do like Winter Soldier. That's probably like the one that I can rewatch anytime, any place, any day. Um, but I really, really do like the first Captain America. I don't know why. There's just something, I don't know, just whimsical about it that I like um but yeah so I'd probably it'd be a tie but I'd probably choose Captain America the first Avenger because I really like that one okay so I again I thought the movie was great I thought it was a great ending to the error that it that the MCU has been um I think they did a lot of uh fan service which I think was well deserved I mean there's what 22 movies now I mean I did. I my biggest problem with the movie was Thanos and how they kind of killed him in the beginning, but then they brought him back from the past. But there was no, there wasn't that like connection between him and the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there was that scene at the end when Scarlet Witch comes back and she's like, "You took everything from me," and then he just says, "I don't even know who you are." Like that could have been such a good like personal moment and scene but it kind of was like taken away because he like I don't know who you are that's just like how I felt but no yeah I definitely feel that I I thought the same thing I had like little things about that that I was like ah that would have been so cool if like he actually knew what was going on and didn't have like amnesia <laughs> or even if he like pretended he knew what was going on like past Thanos and I'll yeah. maybe just like felt in some way that like he killed someone she loved and maybe said like something in response that would have been kind of cool yeah, I mean, I think I might actually uh, be on the opposite side on that argument just because I really liked the shock value of killing Thanos basically five minutes into the movie because that it threw me through a loop. I was like, oh, crap. And I, I will say it was not ruined, but it was like a little bit spoiled by my friend who was sitting next to me when I was watching it in the movie because he's one of those guys who 
has to say like stuff during the movie and you're like, Oh my gosh, I love you, man. But if you could just not just eat some popcorn or something. So yeah. So he does the thing and then Thor like calls his ax back and everyone's like, Whoa. And they're like, what are you doing? And then my friend whispers, he went for the head. And then Thor goes, I went for the head. And I'm like, no, that would have been the coolest line. Man, just, just, Anyway, like that moment just highlighted for me, like the fact that my friend had to say it was one of the things that was like, yeah, no, that was awesome. Like he went for the head. Right. And then um, just the rest of the movie, you're like, OK, well, he's dead. What are you going to do now? Like that was premature and it helps everyone grow. So I enjoyed the fact that Thanos was gone. And when they eventually do fight him again, he's more of just a concept or an idea that they have to keep like overcoming i really enjoyed that like the the phrase that he says like i'm inevitable is like okay yeah this is this is some real deep stuff i like it I think i'm with brandon on that like i did not expect them to kill off thanos like right like 15 minutes into the movie so obviously yeah i was very surprised luckily my friends that i was seeing it with did not spoil it for me and um yeah especially when they brought thanos back in the past Obviously, he had been out of the movie for a while now, so I wasn't expecting that either. I thought he was kind of done. And yes, even though he didn't have that connection anymore with the Avengers, I mean, he still has like kind of an idea of who they are because it's after the Battle of New York. But yeah, he doesn't have that personal connection anymore. But that didn't really bother me. I thought it was still a very fun end. Yeah, I can definitely, I can see kind of both your, uh, your guys' point of view on that one. Um, I definitely, cause it wasn't every single moment, but it was just kind of like a little moment where I was like, ah, oh, that could have been really good. Uh, but the moment you guys were mentioning, I definitely did enjoy. They weren't like bad or anything. I was definitely shocked. They killed, like once they killed Thanos, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this movie. And I was like, oh, really? So we're going to do that? I was like, so we're just going to do that. So now what's going to happen? Cause I didn't know. I thought it was going to play out with like him being alive and maybe them like going at it for three hours. It, it did kind of change the dynamic when you were watching it because you thought you had it all figured out. And then you're like, oh, well, now I have no idea what's going to happen because how can Thanos come back? And then you're like, oh, they got to go back in time. So then it kind of like started actually making sense. When I originally saw it, I thought it was like, no, like that's kind of, that's fake. He's definitely like, like in Infinity War when um, oh, Gamora yeah. kills him. I thought it was, he was like using the reality something like, no, like he's, he's like hiding in the, he's about to like walk in from the back door or something but nope yeah i was i was <laughs> yeah i was definitely shocked he he like um tore all the stones down like i thought he was lying like i don't know why because it's just thanos like you think he's lying he's one of those people where you're like dude you're not telling the truth but he wasn't lying so then like the whole time i was sitting there like oh yeah no he's lying like screaming in the theater and everybody was like <laughs> i don't think he is and i'm like no I, he has to be lying like he can't just be sitting here saying he like tore down the stone that sounds stupid <laughs> at the same time i think that's a pretty smart thing to do i mean he's a very smart villain obviously you see that all through infinity war so it kind of makes sense that after he finally accomplishes this thing that he's trying to do that he would make sure that if he can, if he can that it stays that way forever even though it doesn't but yeah, you're, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Like, you always remember stuff after you talk about the movie, because even some <laughs> stuff I was like, that totally did happen. Um, okay, so just for a, a preface for everybody that's also hypothetically listening, um, we all kind of delved up parts of 
the Avengers um, that we might focus on or that we predominantly are probably going to talk about. Um, I have Wakanda. Brandon has New Asgard. Alec has space. And then Maddie has Earth. So just in case you hear like us talking specifically about one aspect, that's what we did. What are the social ramifications of a five-year gap? So, for example, if someone got remarried, what happens when their spouse returns? Or if your house is foreclosed, what happens when you get brought back to life? So it is, it's, it's like a really good question because it's like a hard question to answer. Because yeah. like, like, what do you, like, what, what do you, like, what do you do? Because if you had a life in your house, your house is, is your house going to still be there? And even if it is, it's not going to be like, just like you left it for a weekend or something. It's five years. So it's like, I'm, it's, it's hard to answer. Yeah, like for me, um, one of the things that I thought about, um, if I'm just just going to take a little bit of Shriek is Thunder here, but Wakanda, uh, the idea of like T'Challa and Shuri were both uh, snapped. So the and I think the mom was as well. So you just have a country whose entire just royal infrastructure was completely erased and how how did they come back from that? Cause I'm guessing uh, like Okoye took up her position. And so that she was like the leader of Wakanda. And when they came back, she, you know, gracefully stepped down. But imagine if you're in America and the president disappears and when he comes back, like, Hey, it's five years. You either have to run again or like, I guess you can like be vice president or like what, what happens like that I thought was fascinating. But they don't talk about it, so for you know, good reason. Do you want a horror movie, Brandon? Like goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the reason why they can't really talk about it is the movie's already three hours long. So, but I think in future films, maybe they'll come back to it. Like obviously, in Spider-Man, they're going to have to address at least some of it because Peter was gone for five years. So there's that. But yeah, so they're going to have to explain like. Where did he? Where did he go? How now he's back? Like, are half his uh, classmates gone, or are they five years older? Or what happened there? Yeah, that I can't. That still pisses me off because I'm still so confused. And so many people have tried to explain it to me, like, oh no, yeah, like this is like an alternate. That doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Like nobody can explain anything to me that makes sense. That, like, everybody was fine, that Peter Parker just walked into school. Like, his friend wasn't like, dude, where the fuck were you? He was just like, nah, handshake, and it was fine. I would be freaking out. Yeah, it's it's like the movie Castaway, like, when you're gone for four years, and then he comes back. It's like, you don't just, like, come back to, like, a fist pump. Like, hey, buddy, how you been? Like, no, it's like, <laughs> dude, like, we have, like, I'm gonna assume if people died, they had funerals, you know? Like, I mean, that's what I would assume would have would have happened, but no, yeah, exactly, definitely, kind of like an empty casket funeral or some some sort of service. And then after you disappeared, you would think the person that came back was like a doppelganger or something, because you'd be like, "Well, uh, that, I yeah. believe that person died. I can't believe you're actually Peter Parker right now." Let me just point out the fact that at some point in this five year period, the Avengers had to go on like na- international TV or some type of like web stream and explain to everybody that their loved <laughs> ones were basically 
dusted or erased by a giant purple space alien who used stones that inhabit the singularities of the universe. Like they must have sounded insane because like no one saw Thanos on Earth. They saw um, his children, right? They saw like the big circular ship that came down and Iron Man and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange fought it and it was cool. And they were like, well, that's crazy. But no one saw this purple like kind of wrinkly chinned man trying to wipe out half the life in the universe so the the effects are there but it's insane to think that like when they come back they're like oh yeah no you were erased and now you have to basically explain again to half of the population that the reason why they can't remember the last five years is because they didn't exist like there's so many implications that are hilarious with this movie no, yeah, I definitely agree. And then I got confused because when Peter Parker was like freaking out when he first came out of the wormhole thing, um, he was like, oh, we were in like, we were all hanging out for five years and like Doctor Strange told us to all come out. So like the whole time they were just having a potluck, but like nobody, <laughs> nobody talked about the fact that they were all having a potluck. Like what were they talking about? What were they doing for five years? Like what happened in that space of time? What it sounded like to me, actually, was that they didn't remember, like, that five years. It sounded kind of like Peter went dusty, and then all of a sudden he woke up, and Doctor Strange was like, okay, we got to go now. It's been five oh, years. And he was like, sense. oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think he said, he, he, I think Peter said he thought he got, like, knocked out, and then oh, he woke okay, up. That ma- okay, that makes I sense. I think he, yeah, he thought, I think they, he thought he was only out for, like, maybe, like, a few minutes. Right, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just, I just re- I'm reaching at straws. Sorry, guys. Um, no, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense now. Yeah, I think the Marvel Universe is just going to have to do a lot of like just hand-wavy um, explanations because the Spider-Man thing, it gets me, but I just assumed everyone in his class was erased because like that's the only way this works and that's the only way they're all only still... Only explanation. <laughs> yeah. the only yeah. way they're all still in high school together. Exactly. So like everyone that needs to be conveniently snapped was conveniently snapped and whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. That's someone told me that too. And I was like, well, yeah, that would be the only thing that actually would make sense, but it's still so convenient to have every single person in your school, like snap away. (laughs) And then like (laughs) the new people, like the new class that's coming in, wouldn't they be like, you guys are too old to be here. Why are you guys here? Like, I feel like it would just be a weird dynamic. (laughs) It would be weird, but we can just, yeah, we can assume that his school was erased and the one next door wasn't erased. Like, that's your 50%, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Since there were so many plot holes, I mean, that Marvel fans would know, kind of like the fans that have maybe watched like 10 movies. This was a strict, like a strictly a movie for Marvel fans. I think they got the most out of it. Um, so in this question, I'm kind of aiming towards us, like the people who've watched every film. Um, did you guys kind of like see the plot holes as a hindrance when you were watching the film? Because I know until afterwards, I didn't like after I thought about the film, I realized like, oh, she has a lot of plot holes. Like, how does the soul stone go back? How did Captain America get old? Like, I was like starting to think and reassess my life choices. But as I was watching it, I didn't really get it too, too much because I was too engulfed in the film. But, like, after you're watching, did it kind of, like, hinder the way you saw the film? Did it alter the way you saw the film? Or did it make it kind of fun that you had to, like, figure out all these plot holes or kind of come to your own conclusion? And personally, yeah, and this, I was this kind of the same in the moment where I was so engulfed in the movie, I really didn't notice, like, oh, 
as a plot hole. And then going back and like even rewatching it, it was like, well, sure, it's a plot hole, but it's I still love this movie, so I don't really care. But anyway, yeah, just trying to go back and figure a few things out. It doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't hinder like how I see this movie. I still love it so much, and I like watching it. And yeah, just just talking about it, it just it leaves more room for other movies to go out in and like fill some things in. I don't really see it as a hindrance. Yeah. It does. It, when I saw it, the only one I really kind of, the only two I really thought of were Peter back in high school and then Captain America being old. Those were like the only two like I really kind of noticed, but I didn't. I don't really have a problem with it just because the movie was so good and the all just everything that they've accomplished and done. It was kind of like all right. Who, like it's a lot it's kind of like the end of it all like so who like who cares but but i don't i don't think it hurt it really that much yeah i think the movie did an excellent job with pumping us up with adrenaline and euphoria and just every good emotion that mankind has like ever encountered so that as you're watching it you're just like oh my gosh like like you said like the movie is just um incredible you have captain america doing these amazing things and then you're like wait a minute how is he it doesn't matter like you're so full into the movie that you can't even fathom that it has flaws until you're like maybe five minutes out and then you're like oh wait that that doesn't exactly make sense but at least for me maybe it's just my nature but even when those moments came i just basically fought those thoughts to be like no this movie is great and that works and i'm gonna tell myself how it works and i'm not gonna let my brain like rob me of my enjoyment so, yeah, there's a lot of interesting conversations I had with friends to, like, get to the satisfaction that I needed to be like, no, this is a great movie. And anything that doesn't work actually does work if you squint your eyes and tilt your head. So, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, it actually transitioned really well because I was going to mention how, like, when I was watching the film and even afterwards, I went through basically, like, the phases of grief where I was like, oh, yeah, this movie is, like, dope. I'm watching it. Oh, my goodness. And, like, five minutes out, I was like, there's so many plot holes. I hate this movie. And then like five minutes later, I was like, no, this movie was so good. Like the plot holes don't mean anything. Like my head's (laughs) just trying to come up with excuses. So I was like going through grief about how good it was. Cause I was like, no, it has like, there has to be something. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. (laughs) Based on kind of like the ending of the entire series, because now we're kind of either going to revamp or we're going to, I assume Uh, here's my theory. I think we're probably going to have like Ant-Man at the forefront since he was such a huge aspect of Endgame, which I didn't expect. Um, But how do you think the future looks now for Marvel with the Iron Man and Captain America era kind of over? Do you think characters like Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange, even like Sam as the new Captain America can reach a point that Tony and Steve did, or maybe they can kind of pave their own road? Um, I'm going to say that, the future is bright for sure. The um, I, I want to say that the pathways that they have set up, the pavement that they've laid is all there to go in a multitude of directions. So a lot of that stuff I think is really great with, um, like you said, New Cap, um, Sam is going to be incredible. That's fun. Uh, <clears throat> you've got... Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, uh, a little bit more on my end is like the idea of new Asgard. I think that's really, really interesting because you could have a spinoff stuff of like Asgard movies without Thor, 
which is weird, but I think it could work because they finally got their footing with uh, Thor Ragnarok where they're like, yeah, we're just going to do fun, awesome space stuff that's mixed with Norse mythology. And it really lends itself to that. So if they wanted to do more stuff with Valkyrie, maybe give her a hammer. I don't know. You know, you got some other ideas there. I, uh, they could really come up with some fun and inventive, uh, just new properties and looking at the line of movies that we know are coming out, they have a good position to, uh, I think like branch out. I definitely agree. Not everybody can be worthy, Brandon. Sorry, Maddie, but like, not, come on. We can only have so many people handed the Thor's hammer. Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, if there's if there's seven billion people on the planet and three people pick up the hand, that's okay. So far, we have Thor, we have Vision, and we have Captain America. You want to add Valkyrie? I'm okay with that. That's cool. I mean, if out of the add- three, we only have Thor right now, so. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if everybody in the Avengers picked up Mjolnir, that would still only be like 12 people out of seven billion. And then they could all just pass the hammer around and it would be the most awesome thing that ever as existed. As a handshake, just pass it around as a handshake. Yes. Oh, if you can't pick up the hammer, you're not an Avenger. That's new. That's a new thing that they're going to do. I'm yes, putting that down Avenger right now. Imagine. Uh, I was going to say, imagine Scott Lane, like, wielding the old man. Imagine ant-sized Ant-Man wielding wheels. Right? I was going to say that. Just a little ant. Ant-Man. No, no. You guys, you're thinking too small. Think a giant man with the Mjolnir. You put some pin particles on the hammer? Oh, my gosh. You got a giant. That's giant hammer. That's what I want. Please, Marvel. <laughs> if any Marvel executives are listening. I want to see that fight. Ant, giant Ant-Man with giant Mjolnir against Galactus. That's a, oh, one thing I want be in my great. life right now. At Kevin Feige, if you're listening, um, <laughs> like, if you have some spare time in your life while you're not making Phase Four, uh, we could, you know, just listen really quick. Yeah, like I think you just earned yourself a job, Alec, at um <laughs> at Marvel with that idea. Like, I'm, congratulations! I, I want to be the first to tell you congratulations because that is one of the best <laughs> images that has ever been spoken. So yeah, <laughs> you can, if you, Kevin Feige, if he's listening, he can DM me. We're going to get Boss Logic to just, like, make a picture. I'm just going to Instagram Boss Logic and be like, hey, we have this idea. Just, you know, it'd be cool if you could make it. Okay, Maddie, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You can go ahead. (laughs) All right. Uh, But I agree with what Brandon was saying. They have, yeah, even though they had Cap is pretty much, yeah, done and Tony is gone, but they still have a lot of characters. There are a lot of other Marvel characters, like, not even including, like, you know, X-Men and Fantastic Four and all the ones that are still waiting to get, kind of. Yeah, so I think they have plenty of characters to choose from, and I think they have some great contenders for who's going to step up and be, like, the new face of Marvel. Yeah, so I agree. I was, I thought, when I came up with the question, I thought the same thing, that they have so many, especially with the Fox merger, they have so much, like, potential for so many other movies and ideas and storylines that you can do. Um, as far as the only thing I would say is I don't know if any of those characters will ever reach be as iconic as Tony and Cap, but I think they can get really close because I think for the most part, all of them are really awesome. I mean, I, I absolutely love Dr. Strange. I think Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange is absolutely fabulous. 
Yeah, I mean, I wanted to punch him in the face during uh, Endgame, but that's fine. <laughs> the whole time, and you did like, uh, and then he just puts that smug on his face too. Like, is this the like one millionth? He just like smiles, and I'm like, dude, Tony died. That's not funny. So why would you like make this a joke? It's fine. Like Doctor Strange is fine. We're fine. Um, yes, but I totally agree with all of you guys. Um, I'm excited to kind of see what they do after phase four. Cause I know phase four is just kind of like, you know, black Panther two guardians of the galaxy, um, black widow, Shang Chi, stuff like that. But I'm excited to kind of see what they do in the phase after phase four. Um, I know they're talking about like Riri Williams possibly coming in, which would be kind of dope, um, to see a character like that. That's kind of new to be in the MCU. So that would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm salty about is like Sam becoming Captain America, but that's to each your own because I should have been Bucky, but like, that's fine. It's, oh. it's fine. Life's fine. You know, they no. skipped a whole comic continuity, but that's okay. It's it's more than fine. It's fantastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, mean, I got it. It's, it was I'm hard because I like both of them as Cap, so. <laughs> Andrew, okay, I'm with yeah. Brandon. I'm so happy they gave it to Sam. I'm, I wanted them to give it to Sam over Bucky so badly. I, I can see, I was just, I guess I was just more so bummed because I didn't see, like, they didn't have, I guess, as close of a relationship as they did with Bucky because, like, Winter Soldier. So I was like, oh, they're totally going to make it Bucky. So I kind of I had that thought in my head. And then when they didn't, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. But, like, there was a bunch of movies where, like, Bucky and Steve, like, that's I mean, Bucky's picked up the shield, like, how many times now? Right? That's where I was like, <laughs> like they're always hinting at it. Okay. <laughs> Sam okay, has never touched Bucky- the shield before. <laughs> <laughs> no but but Bucky catching the shield. <laughs> yeah no you're that's that's all of these are fair points but bucky catching the shield that one time when he was brainwashed in the trailer even though it was awesome that's like oh come on like that doesn't count but at the same time bucky this his entire just journey through the movies has been like I'm Steve's friend. Even when I'm brainwashed, I'm still kind of his friend. But at this end point of our like journey together, I still can't really uh, like forgive myself for some of the things I've done. So it makes sense that he wouldn't be the face of America and righteousness because he's like broken and still dealing with that. It would be interesting if he got to a point where he was like, no, no, no. I've learned to forgive myself. Now I can take up the shield. Cause it seems like at this moment he was still a little, little shaky and Sam was ready. So I'm like, nah, give it to Sam. And not to mention Bucky did kill Iron Man's parents. And that would be a very awkward like meeting when you're in like the giant Avengers assembly. And he's like, Hey, I'm the new captain America. My name's Bucky. And someone yells out in the back. Hey, didn't you kill Iron Man's parents? And he's like, yes, but like still listen to me because I'm in charge. And then the other person yells out, Hey, can I brainwash you by saying like five words in a sequence? And then he's like, yes, but don't do it. Cause that's not nice. You're Avengers. You're better than that. And then someone else yells out and they're like, okay, okay, okay. And then Rocket's like, let me get that arm. And it's like, gosh, darn it. And they're not going to listen to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I definitely think that that's where, cause when they announced the show, I thought, okay, that might be where they, will be going either them like sharing the mantle or them kind of like maybe Bucky in the show is going to like one off. I don't know. Falcon, something happens to him and he grabs the shield and it's like Captain America for episode, which would be cool. Um, so I'm super excited about all the TV shows. Also, they kind of have in store, um, which sound like they should be good. I think it's promising because they're going to have the same actors from the movie. I was nervous that they weren't because then I was going to be like, I'm not paying for this shit, but I'm glad 
that they have the same actors because that makes it fun. Because Loki is like my favorite character and I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki, without a doubt. Oh, let me put out the idea that maybe the show is going to be like Sam asking for Bucky's like tutelage almost because as much as they bicker, Sam, I think, would even recognize like, hey, I know I was chosen to be Captain America, but you spent more time with him than me. And even though like we might differ and even though maybe I'm a better fit, I still have a lot to learn. And so that might be kind of cool. Yeah, that actually sounds, oh my goodness, we are just throwing out money right now. Like, just, we're all being hired after this, it's fine. This is actually a resume podcast. It's not even like a podcast, we're lying. Um, okay, okay. So, uh, a villain like Thanos, who I really, really enjoyed in the last, like, two films, Infinity War, and even, like, really Endgame at the beginning, um, he grown as a villain, which, this is my opinion, but he, well, his character development was kind of shitty in the rest of the MCU, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, we got him, like, either at, like, um, after credit scenes or he wasn't really in a ton of the other scenes he was in or he didn't have any character development at all to me. Um, so it's really interesting to see him kind of grow and develop into this kind of scary villain a little bit. Um, so based on all of the movies he's been in, plus Infinity War, and then leading up to Endgame, do you think that, I know we kind of touched upon this a little bit, but do you think that Endgame changed... Thanos is a villain for you as a watcher because I, I can admit in Endgame he wasn't he was okay but he wasn't as like vicious as Infinity War. Infinity Wars was, was when he truly was like in his form. So what do you guys think of just like Thanos in the MCU? Thanos, you know, in Infinity War, Endgame, and what kind of drives you to either like or not like this villain? You can also not like Thanos. He has a purple cup. So I I actually really liked how they did it. I think it was kind of even though I know who Thanos was before, but I think if you're just like kind of a normal person who has never read the comics and has no idea who he is, he kind of keeps popping up here and there. And it's kind of like that mystery, like, okay, like who is this guy? And then I guess in Guardians, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, you kind of see him a little bit. And he's really kind of like, ooh, this guy's really like menacing and creepy. Like that's, he seems like some like hot shit right here, but. And then when he comes in Infinity War and he's like, whoa, like this guy, this guy poses like a threat. He's, he's not like, it doesn't feel, it feels a lot different than like what Loki felt like in the first Avengers movie. And um, I, I kind of liked how they did it where he was in the background, kind of just pulling all the strings. Yeah. Uh, do I miss Tank Top Thanos? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Infinity War Tank Top Thanos was a beautiful, beautiful man. And is the Thanos of Endgame different? Slightly, but I do enjoy where they took him, like Alec was saying, over all of the movies, and then just in Endgame, where he becomes more emotional and less calculating because he rightfully feels cheated because he looks at the future and he sees, like, I won, like, I did it, I accomplished it, and they're trying to take that away from me, and that shouldn't be okay. And that's why when he's like having that final confrontation, he says, usually I don't enjoy this kind of stuff. I keep it real clinical, but I'm definitely going to enjoy like destroying your stubborn planet. Like he was saying. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense for someone who wins. Like whenever you win something, like when you're playing a game with a friend and then the friend at 
some point like changes the rules and they're like, no, I forgot to tell you that um, I get whatever immunity and I win. And it's like, no, that that's not fair. You cheated. Like, that's not cool. So yeah, I, I get where Thanos is coming from. And even more, I think I enjoyed the development of the heroes over the two movies, Infinity War and Endgame, because the first movie, they were ridiculously uh, gung-ho about we don't trade lives. Like, this is not okay. And it led to their ruin. So in Endgame, it was fascinating for me to, like, grab on to the phrase, uh, like, any whatever it takes. And you saw, like, time and time again that they were like, no, we're definitely trading lives, man. We made that mistake once, not going to do it again. Because you have Black Widow and Hawkeye literally fighting over who's going to trade their life. And they're like, nope, yep, I'm definitely trading it. Let's, that, I'm going to trade it. I'm going to trade it. And it's so good. That's so good that the heroes learn from the villain in order to defeat him. Like, that's incredible. I agree. I really like Thanos as a villain. And, like... Having him sprinkled throughout the Marvel Universe before Infinity War, like, yeah, it gave you a little bit of taste, but I feel like you really don't get to know much about him until Infinity War. And I think that was pretty great, actually, because once you get there, it's like, oh, wow, this is actually a really good villain. Like, you had no expectations, really, before that. So, yeah, getting to see that villain, seeing how, like, cold and calculating he is, it is, like, okay, like, I understand him. Whereas before it was just like, okay, who is this weird purple guy who's just oh, who's just randomly around? <laughs> just chilling on his throne, just hanging out. Never gets up. <laughs> Not once, never. <laughs> Not until Infinity War. Just a chair follows him around the entirety of Infinity War. He just has like a chair attached and we're like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I really like your guys' answers. I really think Thanos is really interesting villain because... The only, like, I guess, anti... I don't know if Loki's a villain or anti-hero. I call him an anti-hero, but I guess some people see him as a villain. Um, That he's kind of, like, the only taste we've ever gotten of a villain. And while I love Loki, I think he's a great character. He does do the same thing every single fucking movie. Like, we all know that. It's Loki's thing. Um, So it's interesting to kind of see a really vicious villain being, like, calculating, like you guys said. And kind of, like, you don't know what he's going to do next, but you can guess. But it'll probably be wrong, because... Thanos and Thanos does his own kooky shit all the time. Based on that question and kind of tying back to our previous um, question and conversation, let's talk about um, the inclusiveness of all the new characters. I think Maddie mentioned it um, off chance in one of her answers, but Alex's question is where can Marvel go from here with her cosmic characters? Uh, we saw at the end of Guardians 2 the introduction of Adam. So will we see him at some point be a prominent character? Will we see a Silver Surfer movie and Galactus done properly instead of, quote, Alec, the trash we got from Fantastic Four 2? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so Silver, <laughs> Silver Surfer is one of my, like, favorite characters ever, and I di- actually didn't think he was that bad in Fantastic Four 2. But Galactus, like, I, if you're going to do Galactus in a movie, just make him that big guy with the stupid purple crown on his head. <laughs> make him just don't do some little cloud hovering over the planet. No, if you're going to do Galactus, do Galactus. And I okay. really want them to do Galactus. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> you, yeah, we all want Galactus, but my man, are you talking bad about Fantastic Four 2? <laughs> I'm sorry. I I will bear the torch for that movie. Like people say they're Human goofy. Torch? 
I will. B- Thank you. Yes, Maddie, I will bear the human torch for that movie. Call me Johnny Storm, please. Jonathan Storm here. And I would like to say that this, like you said, Silver Surfer, amazing part of that movie. Like still one of the coolest moments, I think this is weird, but one of the coolest moments in cinematic history is Silver, like the Johnny Storm Silver Surfer chase through however many countries they go through. And Silver Surfer is like running away and Johnny Storm is chasing him. And then Silver Surfer does that weird thing where he morphs through the board and is like upside down. And Johnny has to like audibly say that is so cool in the movie because we're like, oh, come on. That's awesome. And so, yeah, I will admit the cloud at the end is uh, it's shaky, but it doesn't negate like the fun of the rest of the movie. Um, and, and I like to just imagine that galactus is in the cloud and he's he's obfuscated (laughs) by the there's a lot of dust in space like i've learned that in my like astronomy class like there's a lot of it so hey there's a lot of dust around his ship we can't see the big purple man but he's in there just assume that another big purple man for the marvel universe yes (laughs) that's a thing all the big all the big villains are purple. <laughs> we can only handle so many more memes, okay? <laughs> yeah, so where's Marvel? Oh, I'm sorry, where's Marvel going with in the future for, for space? Hopefully they'll just remake Fantastic Four 2. That's, that's what I think. That's what I want. It, I am, if Kevin Feige, if you're still listening, um, John <laughs> I, am, I am all aboard the John Krasinski to play Reed Richards, and he has to have the beard. Have him keep that beard good choice actually i mean better than the 50 50 everybody has about robert padston so we're on a good track (laughs) (laughs) that's for another podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's that's for a whole different twilight podcast (laughs) i mean but that i i like that question because I'm super intrigued with what they're going to do for the rest of the MC. I don't know. It's weird because like, I'm probably going off on a tangent, but it kind of closely relates to this question. So it's fine. But like the question um, in itself, it kind of leads to, I mean, kind of like the end of Endgame, how we didn't really know how it was going to end. Well, some people maybe read spoilers, but I, it kind of twisted from what I thought was going to happen in my mind. So I was kind of shocked, but the rest of the MCU it's kind of a mystery coming from the first three phases. We kind of knew how everything was going to play out. We kind of knew what these films were going to do because all of these characters were withstanding characters since the first Iron Man. So it's weird. I don't, it feels really weird not to know what's going to happen and who's going to be in the next films and who's going to do what. It feels really weird and uncomfortable and I don't like it. So stop it, Marvel. (laughs) It's like release the plans already. release all the movies you guys have in store because like i know they have black panther 2 in the works but in my head i'm like i don't know where they could go with this like i there's so many options to go with the second black panther that you can do but like they killed off killmonger so i'm like what else can they bring to the surface like i'm excited but also i have no clue what's going to happen yeah and i think that's a big part of why people are like sitting at the edge of their seat for this next phase because there's so much that you can do. And if you're a comic fan, you know that there's so much that they can do and they can tap into for like the cosmic stuff. There's multiple different races that they haven't even touched. They have like the universal entities like eternity and all this other things that you could bring in or 
or not, or you could do Galactus or not, or do the Annihilation Wave. Like, that was the cosmic event for, like, what, probably the last, like, two decades. Like, if you wanted to tell somebody what Marvel Cosmic was about, you sent them to the comic event, Annihilation. And so that's something you could do, like you said, for Black Panther, a bunch of stuff you can do there. Um, Doctor Strange, hopefully they're going to do the oath for Doctor Strange 2. Like, that's one of the best Doctor Strange stories, like, ever written. So that's cool. Or do Triumph and Torment, where he goes with Doctor Doom to save his mom's soul from hell. Like, what? There's so much you can do. So that's one of the... I think the crux like, that you, you know, we were all saying is like, what are they going to do next? Cause you have so many options and <laughs> please just tell us so that we know. I think one of the like low key best moves that Marvel did in Endgame was they didn't have a uh, post credit scene. I actually really liked how they kind of like, Nope, like that's kind of it. Like the future is kind of a mystery. Like I thought that was actually a really low key, awesome move by Marvel. Even though I know it kind of sucked sitting through like those, <laughs> those, those credits. And well, with the Russo brothers, they've been saying the whole time, like, yes, Endgame is the end of like this whole Infinity we saga. So it felt very fitting that at the end they don't have another scene to like hype you up for something else. It's like, no, just let you sit with that and like really feel like, okay, this has been 22 movies worth of story. And now this is. This has been the culmination. Now be free for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I had a quick question just for you guys. Like, do you think that ending it the way they did by naming this movie End Game and then not having a post credit scene, do you think it would cause, uh, you know, like Jane and Joe casual moviegoer to think that this is the end of the Marvel movies or like, do you think this will cause people to not see the future ones as much because they're like, oh, no, it ended. Like, I just saw Endgame. It's in the title. And then you have to explain to them, no, you should watch more. There's Spider-Man, stuff like that. I, I was going to say no. I don't think – I think because Marvel, I think, is just like an empire now. And I think people still kind of can't get enough of it. But I, I do think it's a good move that their first movie after is Spider-Man because that's – such a popular character i would have probably questioned it if they did like another like ant-man movie it's just like <laughs> spider-man's such a universal huge character i think this it doesn't make it better smart. you're still you're still saying ant-man is less <laughs> ant-man what, is basically this. the guy in backstreet boys that we don't know 20, <laughs> 20 22 Marvel movies. I saw 21. The only one I didn't see was Ant Man and the Wasp. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Oh. Alex said he even saw Deadpool, who's not even in the continuity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, oh. that's one thing I wanted to do a question about that is if I want, if I could get one cameo, I want Deadpool to pop up in like Doctor Strange 2. I feel like that would be the best movie to have him a cameo in. It would be so like, what the hell is this guy doing here? Yeah, I was going to just bounce off kind of like what Alec was saying. I was saying kind of, sort of, just because, again, um, like it was basically what Alec was saying, if they didn't start the new phase off with Spider or in this phase, which I don't even know where, but like ending this phase, starting the next one off with Spider-Man, I'd be like, nobody, probably not as many people are going to go to the movie theater to watch like a second I don't know. Like, I can't even, like, Guardians of the Galaxy volume. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy is good. 
I feel like people wouldn't like swarm out to the movie theaters to see the third one as much as they will for a Spider-Man film or as much as they will for maybe even like a Doctor Strange film or something like that. Um, it just wouldn't, I feel, grab fans except for the hardcore Marvel fans. Because I mean, this movie anyway was for hardcore Marvel fans. Where they're, I mean, people look at it and say it could be for both, but I went with someone who didn't really watch the MCU because I always like going with like a bunch of my friends who don't really watch the MCU just to see their thoughts and kind of like their honest reactions after the film because as Marvel fans, we're kind of biased. Like we love anything Marvel comes out with for the most part and we will like back it no matter what. So I always like to see like that opposing side and... I had to explain just little small stuff like, oh, when Robert Downey Jr. Um, was talking with his dad, they didn't know that. So I'd have to be like, oh, well, that's like, you know, that's Tony Stark's dad. Like that's that is. Um, so it's definitely interesting how much it was made for Marvel fans and the smart move to not have an after credit scene. I thought was really cool because it caused people to stay and see who worked on the film, which people don't actually do. So I thought that was really cool to like fake out and say like, oh, we might have a post credit scene and then just have people watch who worked on the film. I thought that was really cool because not many people do that, uh, which is really awesome. I agree. It's kind of funny, though, because I feel like after I started watching Marvel movies, I started watching credits, even if there's like nothing at the end of them. Right? <laughs> I don't know Isn't why that I do that. that, that works but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's, it's the credits. It's still going. My mom's like, oh, is it done yet? <laughs> She's like, no, look at all these people. <laughs> I, we have to see all the people that worked on the film. Come on. Mm-hmm. And especially like with Marvel movies, there's so many of them. Like you've got all these different teams. You've got all the different locations and stuff. Got all the VFX and all just like everybody. And then they have the section where it's like all of the babies that were born when we were making this movie. So <laughs> I like huh. seeing things like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice the cultural. Who came back and did the snack table. We have like the people who delivered the snacks in the credit scene. Yes, <laughs> yes, I like the cultural change that Marvel made, where now it's like normal and cool to like give thanks and recognition to the people who worked really hard on these movies we enjoy because that's fun. That's nice. Like for me, I kind of zone out a little bit because I'm like, wow, there's so many people. Good for you. But like what? So, yeah, for me, I try to stay engaged by trying to find someone with my name. So if I see someone named Brandon, I'm like, hey, there's a Brandon in this one. Nice. Way to go. Way to go, Brandon. Don't know you, but way to go. Right. Yeah. There's a kinship between all Brandons throughout the universe. So, you know, it's nice when you, you see another one. I want to know everyone's thoughts about Natasha's end. Uh, Spoiler alert, everyone. But um, Black Widow's end and kind of the scene with her and Clint going to get the Soul Stone, even Clint's arc. How did you guys feel about Black Widow dying and everybody has their opinion about Hawkeye, but him staying alive and kind of like pushing that forward? What did you guys feel about that entire kind of like plot? Yeah, we'll call it a plot. So, personally, I like Black Widow a lot. And when it came to that scene, like, as soon as I saw that it was the two of them going to Vormir, it's like, I knew right away, I was like, okay, one of them's going to die. And then as soon as, like, we saw that scene play out, I was a very hot mess. I was sobbing my (laughs) eyes out. Actually, I think I cried more at that than some of the other deaths. That was probably, like, yeah, that was the ugliest cry I've probably had in a long time. But yeah, so I really love 
her arc overall. But yeah, I think that there are other ways that they could have done it better. But I think the main thing would just be to like give her her own movie, explaining what exactly her backstory is. Because something I realized afterwards is that basically Natasha's entire story pretty much in the MCU is sort of a redemption arc because we have her past where she was an assassin. She did some terrible things and basically she became an Avenger, started working for S.H.I.E.L.D. because she wanted to be a better person. So I think in that way, looking at like that, seeing her end and having her sacrifice herself, it felt very fitting to me because it's like, okay, she's fulfilled her redemption or if she did what she had to do to help as many people as she could. So I really liked it, but I can see how they could have developed it more, especially along the way. Yeah, I think it would have been nice if she got had gotten her own movie before. Yeah. So people could see her kind of character built better. Um, as far as their kind of fight and when she died, I wasn't too surprised that they chose her just because I think they tried, especially in Age of Ultron, to kind of build... Clint up a little bit, especially after the first Avengers, where people kind of said he was probably the worst character. Still is, Um, but debatable. (laughs) Yeah, so I think they, like, introduced his family to kind of create more of an emotional um, attachment to that character, and I think they chose to kill off Natasha because he um, had his family that he could go back to, and I think that was a nice... I don't. I don't remember if we even saw him back with his family at the end of the End Game or not. Please, you don't do. Remember. Yeah, so I think that was like a good like. Even though I'm saying I don't remember, it was probably no, a good I, emotional I scene. <laughs> I don't think it physically met, but remember when she called on the phone, and that's when he knew like, yeah, his yeah. wife was back. I think that's about. I, think I don't you remember do see it though. We I think did. You, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he comes back and he has his new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking Ronan, Jesus Christ! (laughs) That whole arc was weird. I don't even. I thought they were gonna do more with that with the pictures that they released. I was like, okay, like they're gonna do something crazy with this, and it lasted like two seconds before Natasha was like, "Come back home," and then all of a sudden it was fine. We got a whole like scene of like Ronan just dispatching uh, just mobsters. That was cool. I know, but I don't know. I wanted like more of it. I for some reason I wanted that to just little bit longer so we see like how like I know his family got poofed away but I wanted to see the evolution of like why and how and maybe like him cutting his hair like show a scene of that transformation of why <laughs> I guess that but it's Hawkeye who it's, like well I mean that's fair but we did open Endgame with Hawkeye and his family like so I'll give him it I was like no 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 we you gave us the emotional like heart wrenching punch like at the beginning so okay a three over a three hour movie let's add another two or three minutes of him getting his haircut <laughs> i mean probably paid the least so it would work out oh my okay yeah so we'll see uh hawkeye and the barber and he's just like what do you and want fam like, <laughs> and he's just like you know what i just want to look a little bit more edgy and then they just cut off his sides. You see the right. hair fall. And no, going. exactly. Exactly. I'm He's like, what you want, fam? While you're at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just have him play just like a the weirdest makeover song montage. in the back. <laughs> Exactly. And just have him play like the weirdest song in the back, like a Madonna song. 
like a vir- like oh Madonna like a virgin and then we're all just like what? <laughs> oh yeah, that get <laughs> So Kevin Feige, if you wanted to add this to like the DVD, it's fine. you can take it. It's yours. You just you know it's I short. don't know. Make me a GoFundMe or something, and it's fine. I mean, you don't even just bring a like a iPhone camera the next time Ryan, uh, what's his name, Jeremy Renner has to get a haircut. Just take it there, and he just pretends like he's Hawkeye. That's not hard. He, you I don't need yeah, makeup. Could, yeah, that could work. The right. bonus footage yeah. on the DVD. <laughs> the bonus footage, bonus footage by a fan, and then they just have on the DVD. That'd be fine. Oh yeah, let me just say, uh, for me, I actually had it spoiled for me, so it was much different watching it it was a weird uh situation where uh i could not see endgame for about a week like after it came out because like i saw it with my friend and this was the same friend that had to spoil the thor line but anyway we've seen these marvel movies for the last 10 years he's my ride or die he's my brother so i'm like okay i'll wait to see it with you you gotta shout him out what's his name like i i don't know if i could do that to ruben like that would be crazy i shouldn't i shouldn't say his name on a podcast ruben wouldn't wouldn't probably like that anyway uh not saying any names here we (laughs) we wait to see this movie until he can and uh when you can't see one of the biggest movies in america everybody and their mother is a comedian with the spoilers because they're just like hey like i have power over you and i'm like yeah and I'm guessing you didn't learn anything from that movie because you're flaunting it over me like some type of, you know, space tyrant. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had this one person who hadn't seen the movie, but they were just yelling out random things that could be spoilers. And one of them was like, Black Widow dies. And I was like, "Ah oh, man, come on. And then one of my other friends was like, no, 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 no. He hasn't seen the movie. That's not like a founded spoiler. You're fine. And I'm like, OK, but I can't stop thinking about what if Black Widow dies. And sure enough. We get to the the mountain of uh, Soulstone, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I think he's right. Maybe he read it online, and so you start getting panicky, and then she does die, and I'm like, okay. It did hit me as an emotional gut punch because I had some idea of it coming, but even though I did, I say all this to say, for me, it really kind of hit home. Like I thought that it carried through her whole journey her whole like idea of this family that she grew to have and being someone who at first was like i just get the job done and i'm always all about taking lives to being the one who has to sacrifice her life to like save everyone i was like that's that's pretty impressive that's nice um could there have been another scene like yes i thought there should have been another scene where hulk sees natasha in like that soul world kind of vision place that like Thanos had with Gamora like I thought that would have been like the perfect uh like almost denouement to her little like arc is just her being like what did it cost and or like we miss you some some really like beautiful lines and then she's just like yeah like it it was worth it like something that lets her know that they won because Hulk said like I felt her but I couldn't bring her back which makes me think there probably was a scene but they had to cut it so I'm like okay if there's an if there's a scene out there please put it on the DVD because that just makes her whole story that much more bittersweet and i'm like yeah please please do that but in in all of that i am looking forward to the black widow movie because that's also going to make that her sacrifice more impactful yeah i agree the scene that definitely got me i cried when she died 
Um, but the scene that got me was the one where she's talking to Captain America and she's talking about how like this was and everything. And I was like, please don't, like, please don't. <laughs> I can't cry this early in. And so like it was it definitely I, I felt like it needed to be like another scene somewhere. Um, or maybe even like another scene of that heartfelt moment. But I, I thought it was fine. I didn't want her to die. Honestly, I, I, I was wanting to throw Hawkeye off the cliff myself um, and just have two soul stones. For, forget it. You know, it's fine. But he stayed alive and it's, he's here. So we have to make do. Uh, and hopefully his sh- potential show, quote unquote, we don't know yet, but hopefully his potential show ends up being really good. But yeah, I'm excited for her movie. I hope that we do get kind of like the background we needed, even though we should have got it before, like Infinity War Endgame. But I think it's better late than never. And I'm glad Marvel's actually making female-led films. So it's really nice that we have Captain Marvel and now like Black coming up. Can we also just note that Marvel did that to us twice with Hawkeye? Like first in Age of Ultron, where they're like, hey, you know, Hawkeye's uh, an original Avenger and he wasn't that great in the last movie, but now he's really great and he has a family. Don't you really care about him? Oh, no, he's going to die. And nope, Quicksilver. What? And then now Endgame again. They did it to us again. They're like, hey. Hawkeye has no redemption. This is what he has to do to save his family. Isn't this really bittersweet? And nope, Black Widow. And that's what was funny is I wanted Quicksilver to stay alive over Hawkeye too. So that's twice. That's twice Marvel. (laughs) 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 Like how many people are going to die under Hawkeye for him to still stay alive? This is starting to get kind of outlandish. Hawkeye's important. He definitely, it sucks because his comic character is so good. Like in the comics, he is one of the best characters for me, but the movie, and even though I like Jeremy Renner, so I'm not even like complaining about Jeremy Renner's acting. I think he's fine as Hawkeye. I just think they don't give him a good script, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. I think that first Avengers movie kind of, he got off on the bad, on a like bad foot and it just kind of screwed him a little bit. Yeah. 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 In the first movie, he did have some good moments. I love that he can like shoot arrows without looking. Like every time I think of Avengers, I think of that scene where he's not looking and shoots an arrow, destroys a, a oh, Chitari yeah. or whatever, and then he shoots uh, Loki. He catches the arrow and he's like, "That was just plebeian." And then he, you know, he blows up, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, Hawkeye's cool now." Like, uh, yeah, that was that was a badass moment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's it's probably not even hot. It's just it's. When you are in a franchise, it sucks when you have so many different directors and, and different people doing each one of the films. Because the first Avengers, Josh Whedon did it. It depends. Some people like him, some people don't. Uh, but it, I, Hawkeye has definitely changed since that Avenger from what we saw in the game. So it, it, I guess it just depends who writes them. But it's not consistent. I think that's why most people don't enjoy his character because it's so inconsistent. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, he is married to Velma from Scooby-Doo, so that's kind of cool. But his character, <laughs> it is a is that the actress? Yes, it is the actress who know. plays Velma. Yep. I didn't even, yep. I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> now you can never look back. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's all I'm going to think about every time I rewatch those movies. That's all I'm going to think about now. <laughs> Oh, uh, I kind of had the question. It was actually a little bit earlier in the conversation, but we can even talk about it now. Who do you think will be the the next kind of trinity? Because that was something we were all kind of hinting at. Like we were saying, oh, it's going to be Doctor Strange or it's going to be 
what is it, Captain Marvel or something like that? Is that are those like the headers, like the forefront people you think are going to take the spot, or do you think there's going to be a breakout like Ant Man? I know Sharika, you're you're on that camp, so that's cool. I was just definitely shocked by how much he was in Endgame. I don't know if it was anybody else, but I didn't expect him. Just because coming from his films, not to agree with Alec here, but, you know, to agree in a small aspect, his films, like the Ant-Man films are okay, they're fun, but I have to admit, Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't the best film, but neither was like the first two Thors. So what can we do? Um, So I don't really base it off that, but I was just shocked that he... I don't know, he was in so much of the movie. I, I just didn't expect it, but he turned out to be really funny and really good. I mean, it's Paul Rudd, so he's great. But it, it, he turned out to be a really good kind of forefront character, so I'll be interested to see him a, a part of the Trinity. That'd be kind of cool to have a giant small guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he would be an awesome. interesting addition to the Trinity, but... I think for me, I was thinking maybe Black Panther could take up like a bigger role from now on. I mean, he has a lot of leadership skills, so that would be a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel. I don't know if it's going to be like a trinity, but it's going to be like, I feel like they're going to be the kind of holding down the fort. Yeah, I kind of saw that as well. Based on Endgame, though, I was surprised Nebula was so much, like, the focus. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't know I came to watch the Nebula show today, but fine. Okay, cool, cool. Um, So, like, if I had to pick a wild card, I'd say, yeah, Nebula's going to be, like, one of the forefronts of at least the Guardians of the Galaxy from now on, but... Yeah, if I had to pick a three, I'd pick Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and I'd probably switch out Doctor Strange for Spider-Man. Because I think even though Doctor Strange is more tactful and probably a better choice for like an MCU Trinity, I think more people know of and love Spider-Man. Also, like in the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, it definitely seems like they're like setting him up to be the one that's going to fill Iron Man's shoes. So it's about how um, the future for the Asgardians of the Galaxy. So the Russo brothers admitted that they don't even know if Gamora was dusted at the end of Endgame or not. If she is alive, how will that impact Peter Quill and the rest of the team since she is from the past and has none of the memories of her future self? So I, it's a interesting because like we were just talking about with Nebula and her role and how bigger her role was in looks like it's going to be with the guardians um it's hard because in the i was reading an interview with the russo brothers they kind of pretty much said yeah all the um her being dusted or not being dusted they were like yeah that's not our that's not our problem anymore so it's whoever <laughs> directs the next movie um so i think it'll be interesting i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of throw a curveball and maybe make her alive but it's a lot different maybe they don't get her and peter back together in a like intimate relationship um but uh it's it'll be interesting too if with thor sticking around too how that whole team and everything kind of changes as guardians of the galaxy (laughs) yes (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it will be. I think it'll be more interesting if Gamora is still alive. I would like that. Although it will get kind of tedious if she doesn't have her, well, she doesn't have her memory. So I don't want them to go through the whole, Hey, you love me or you used to love me and you have to realize that it's a different person. And yeah, so that trope has been kind of like done in fiction a lot. So maybe it might be more interesting if they found a way to like give her back her like other memories that she could like either choose to accept or reject or something like that. Cause Marvel has a plethora of ways to transfer memories. And we already saw that Nebula has like memories that you can view like a movie. So if she was just like, Hey, this is everything that happened since like 2014 that you don't remember because you didn't live it, but you can watch it now like in HD. Uh, so she kind of <laughs> gets a front row seat to, her relationship with Star-Lord and the fight that they had on Mogo and, and stuff like that. Or Ego, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm switching. I'm merging my universes. Oh, excuse me. DC <laughs> I fans. Mean, Endgame did it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know what? I'm using the reality stone right now. I'm just... It's all one thing for me. Uh, but yeah, so... If they do that, I think that'd be fun. Um, but even if they don't, they have a bunch of stuff that they can do with the Asgardians of the galaxy with Adam Warlock, who, who's a thing that they're going to have to deal with. Uh, I heard uh, a pretty strong rumor that they're going to have Beta Ray Bill in uh, Guardians 3. So that oh. is something that I'm very much looking forward to. Horse Thor is best Thor. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's a bunch that you can do. <laughs> I think especially with Guardians of the Galaxy having, you know, like five end credit scenes at the end of the last one. I mean, even if, regardless of whether or not they bring Gamora back, they have a lot to cover. So with that being said, I would really love to see Gamora again. So I hope they bring her back. Yeah, me too. One of my favorite scenes in game um, was her saying, oh, that's the guy. And then they started laughing. That was like hilarious. Either him or the tree. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it would be cool to kind of like, I don't know. I, it might, it might be like an overdone trope, but it would be cool to see like Gamora. Basically she has, she's restarting as her past self and having to go through like hating Peter and then liking Peter and then kind of like going through how they first actually met but maybe a little bit different, or maybe she does something different. That'd be kind of cool. I think that would be interesting to see, especially because, like, in between, like, Guardians 2 and Infinity War is when they kind of really get together. Is Yeah, you don't actually see that happen. It's more like, oh, it's going to happen in Guardians 2, but they don't quite get there. And then by the time you get to Infinity War, it's, it's already there. So it'd be nice to actually get to see, like, their relationship form. I'd love yeah. a little curveball of Gamora just maybe liking Drax more. She's like, hey, hold up. You said it was him or the tree. You didn't tell me there was this handsome, like, hulking man of uh, very simple speech patterns. He's kind of cool. I mean, Plot I'm not going to go with Rocket. Plot twist is actually Mantis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. That would be great, too. <laughs> I would not put that past James Gunn, honestly. Why, just at Kevin Feige, at you personally, why did you do my boy Thor like that? I'm still mad about it. Upset, okay? Uh, one, because how can he float through the air like that and he weighed like 300 pounds? 
I don't know, but it's, <laughs> hey, he's from space. What do you know? But like, it's Thor. I was so upset because coming from Ragnarok and seeing him like get the surge of lightning in him and we see just like a little bit of his powers, I really, really wanted Endgame to kind of like showcase it. And someone told me a theory of like, if they had Thor kind of be his normal self, lightning and all, then he would have defeated Thanos with no problem. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. But still, it sucks that we didn't get to see as much or follow after that kind of like Ragnarok Thor. That was like the peak of like, oh shit, he has all these, all this power. And we didn't really see it that, that much until like the scene really. So I was kind of upset about that, but you know, it's okay. Kevin Feige, we're still cool. Yeah, so I felt, I know I mentioned this, uh, we were talking off the podcast. That that actually kind of freaked me out a little bit too. It wasn't that because he was fat, that was like funny and everything, even though, at the end, before the final fight scene, when he summoned both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, I thought, I don't know why I thought he was going to, like, I don't know, summon his power or something and just, like, get jacked again. Me too. I but thought. Then, <laughs> but then, nope, he was still fat. And, like, when Iron Man and Cap were, like, walking up towards Thanos and Thor's just kind of, like, slugging right behind them. And it's like, okay. like. <laughs> and my biggest problem with it is because in the first two Avengers movie and the first two Thor movies... I hate, like, the fight scenes with him because it's just, like, he's kind of throwing his hammer around and waving it around until finally, in, like you said, in Ragnarok, he finally actually kind of, like, became a god. And then in Infinity War, that scene where he arrives in Wakanda and he's like, bring me Thanos, and he jumps and the sky turns, like, black. Like, that scene gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. So, but, yeah, it was... That was probably another part that was a little bit disappointing to me. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but it was... I would have liked to uh, see him be a god again, but whatever. I mean, well, personally, yeah, I don't think it bothered me. Because <laughs> I think even though you know, he didn't turn back into, like, a god per se, I mean, he was still very powerful. He was using his powers. It's just that they weren't as effective this time. I'm... Yeah, maybe that's another plot hole. I don't know. But yeah, I think that also, like, he's been through the emotional ringer, so I think maybe you can give him a pass for not being at his full power level. <laughs> I, I just he was an emotional wreck. And everything, I just didn't like how, like, Cap was, like, ten times better than him with Mjolnir. That was kind oh, of like, I know. Okay. Like, I he was picked like, well, up now we're doing too much. I was like, well, it's now like we're a, like... It would Go be like me it. picking up a basketball and all of a sudden I'm like LeBron James. Like, that's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> ooh, ooh, let allow me to agree with you, Maddie, and offer a rebuttal to uh, <laughs> some I of these knew you were gonna say I knew he was going to offer a rebuttal because every single time. Uh, it's, not, it's not every time, but it's most of the times, and that's okay. So, I, I, like, if there's people listening, because even, like, my friend um, who I saw it with, he was like, yeah, I don't like what they did with Thor. Anybody who's listening, you can direct the tweets at me if you want to about this Thor thing. But I agree with what they did with him. I liked it. Um, and I'll, I'll defend it, because we got to see awesome, cool, amazing Thor, and we'll get to see awesome, cool, amazing Thor again. But the like emotional crux of a man dealing with depression because he blames himself for not going for the head. Like imagine the last thing 
that you hear from like this basically ultimate cosmic serial killer is that you had the chance if you had gone for the head, but you went for revenge. You wanted to make me suffer. Like your selfishness cost you the universe. Live with it. Boom. Half the people are gone. New Asgard, uh, everything. Uh, like, you know, I killed Loki in front of you and now like you have no way to feel any better about it. So when they go to confront him immediately, Thor kills him. And you realize like after the five year gap, this is a man who got his revenge, but he doesn't feel any better. And you're like, that's so powerful for people to see. The reason why we don't like that Thor isn't like jacked and everything like that is because like he's dealing with something. And I think maybe at some subconscious level, we all recognize like, Oh, I don't like this because I don't like that. The idea of revenge isn't as satisfying as we all want it to be. And it's like, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. And then at the end, when he gets to see his mom again, after she died, like that was for me, one of the most emotional parts of the movie, but then being able to grab Mjolnir and being his face when he's like, I'm still worthy. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Right. Cause people with depression are still worthy. Like that's another powerful phrase that you just beautifully wove into the character of Thor. And then at the end he's, you know, ready to fight Thanos. He gets his like, his, his ax and his hammer. And he's, I, I, yeah, he's a little bit sluggish. He's not, he's not as quick, but he's still out there. He's still holding his own. And I'm like, this is beautiful. And yeah, Cap gets the hammer and he starts to do an awesome hammer tricks, but he was bouncing it off of the, the shield. And I'm like, all right, Thor never had a shield. That's cool. And Captain America is this ultimate soldier. So I can imagine him being this good with the hammer. Let Thor be Thor in his own right. He's got an amazing like message to tell in this movie. He's still powerful and we get to see him be powerful again. You did well, Russo brothers. That's my rebuttal. I love Thor in this movie. Okay. I'm just going to go sit in the corner of my room right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, again, I welcome the tweet. I welcome like any like disagreement with me. Like that's totally cool. This is just what I got from the movie. And that's why I, I'm on like Maddie's uh, opinion. Why I'm in that opinion of being like, no, it was cool. Did I disagree with it? Like, was it, would I have loved, okay. Would I have loved, this is the one thing I would have changed when he summoned both uh, the hammer and the ax. If they had played immigrant song, like at that moment with the dinner, like I would have been, I would have lost my gosh darn mind. If they had done that, that was one thing I would have changed, but I do recognize like chubby Thor is not the coolest, but I think he had a purpose. I'm just going to crop that whole part out. Don't even worry about Alec. It's fine. Like, then you'll go back and listen to this and you'll be like, where's that whole thing I did about Thor? Right. Yeah. I <laughs> can't let the truth get out there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would uh, never. No. I would never. Everyone can have their rebuff. Whatever it takes. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, yep. You know what? Yeah, just just snap the, the podcast in half. Tony this... Stark does have a heart, see? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I thought Hulk, like, merging himself is the weirdest shit I've ever seen, and I want to unsee it, but uh, I can't. But it, it's fine. He looks so weird. I don't even know if weird is the right word. He just looks like normal, but not. <laughs> a little uncanny valley for oh. you yeah <laughs> now let me have a rebuttal here no i'm joking <laughs> uh, i thought i thought weird uh merged hulk was also he was he was a little weird to be honest there is like 
what I've seen a, a, a more character deep type of uh, message with him as well. But I, I will admit I wanted a Hulk Thanos rematch and I never got that. So that's one thing I was a little upset. Uh, yeah, that was actually something that I was surprised that they didn't do. I, I was for sure that we were going to get at least like a brief, like little one-on-one fight scene between them. But Yeah, I agree with you guys on that. I didn't think like he was bad. I thought it was good. It was, I mean, Mark Ruffalo being himself, but I thought it, he just like looked so weird. It was such like a drastic change from seeing him, even in like Ragnarok. It was just like, oh, so you just merged yourself. I guess I didn't know you could do that, but all right, cool. Why didn't, he, why didn't you think of that the whole time? Like, why were you... Uh, we could have avoided all of this. You could have easily defeated him in Infinity War. I'm still mad. You could have just merged yourself the whole time. Yeah, I think, I think it... He, oh, no, no. Yeah, what were you saying? I think he mentions, like, in that... When he first appears as Professor Hulk, that, like, yeah, it took him, like a really long time to figure this out. I mean, it took a whole five-year gap for him to get to this place. But yeah, at the same time, it is it does kind of come out of left field, I think, so. It's like, okay, yeah, but what, when did this happen? Yeah. I, I will say that I will forever appreciate Hulk in a hoodie giving Ant-Man, like, his tacos. <laughs> that was that was so weirdly beautiful that I did not know that I wanted or needed and yet received from the MCU and Kevin Feige that it almost makes up for, like, not having the fight. Because I was like, wow, that's, that's just weirdly sweet. Okay. I did love that moment. <laughs> I'll say I, for... Because I think we a lot of people were expecting Tony to die. I think that was kind of really what most people were feeling. I I kind of thought saw it coming. I feel like I thought Cap was gonna die. Like I for sure went in. I was ready. I was like, okay, I got my tear ducts ready. Like I was so ready. And then I was like, ah, okay, just kidding. So it definitely came out of left field. I think the addition of his daughter too made it that much more like oh yeah, okay yeah like that is, yeah that's rough love you 3000 sad yeah mm-hmm. his last line though i am iron man oh, that was great i agree but i didn't think that he was gonna die 100 percent thought that cap was gonna die i mean i had my box of tissues i was ready and even though i was very sad about tony of course like like i just really loved that they gave Cap his ending. He finally got his dance with Peggy. So, yeah, I really liked that. Yeah, I got to agree. Ending the movie on the dance with Peggy was such a great, like, wonderful way to end off this, like, one, this amazing piece of cinematic history that we had where, like, you have 22 movies that are intertwined. But having, like, this old 1920s music that harkens back to the beginning of cinema is, like, this movie has lots of layers that I really appreciate. And, again, like, my friend was like, what? what did, why did they end it on that? That's so silly. It's so stupid. And I'm like, you don't get it. Like, Cap is like the Avenger and it, it works on like the cinematic level where cinema was created in the twenties and it's history or the forties. I mean, and like, Oh my gosh, like that was cool. Um, did I expect for them to end it that way? No, but I think that's what made it so much more special. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely can see that. I, I wasn't in love with it, but I didn't mind it. I, 
I wouldn't know how to end it, so I couldn't say anything because I'm not smart enough to know how to end a three-hour movie, so I don't know how else they could have really ended it other than doing that. Um, I mean, there probably could have been a bunch of ways, but that just kind of satisfied kind of everyone. Even if they hated it, it kind of just was a satisfying ending of the whole MCU because everyone, everyone's been shipping Peggy and Steve for, like, movies. Ever since they pop up, movies. Ever since Captain America, the first Avenger. So it was nice to kind of like see that all play out. It was really sweet. Might have been sweeter than the taco, but maybe not. It's it's even. <laughs> <laughs> I got the oh. taco was so cute. I'm sorry, I had to admit. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. Yeah, that was so cute. Yes. Uh, one thing I will say, um, not it, not a opposite thank you, not even a qualm with the movie, but I'm just saddened by uh, the news we learned after the movie that Stan Lee uh, never got to see it because Stan Lee was someone who always liked to see the finished product of these movies. So um, since it wasn't completely done, he, uh, you know, unfortunately passed away before this got to be released. So that's one thing where I'm like, man, if only they had like worked, I like, I don't even want to say work faster because a lot of people did a lot of hard work on this, but it's just one of those sad things that hopefully um, he realizes like how much of an impact these characters made and how much of an impact he made. And that was one thing that kind of really, it was something that really stuck out to me and something that I wanted to stress like right before we end, just like, Hey, thank you, Stanley. Thank you, Kevin Feige and everybody else. But thank you, Stanley, Steve Get- Ditko, Jack Kirby, everybody who made these characters, um, because like they obviously are in good hands, and like the world loves them and is learning how to be better people because of them. Love you three thousand. Yes. <laughs> Very well okay. said. And there you have it, folks, the end of the season three premiere podcast about Endgame. We hope you enjoyed our conversation and our laughs and our chuckles and our jokes. Uh, We appreciate any of the listens that you give us and all of the promising positivity that you guys give us on Twitter and all of our social media. So thank you for reading. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this really small podcast that we kind of made on a whim uh, that we decided to create for you guys. And and we're at season three, so that's exciting. So email us, tweet at us, let us know what you want to hear, if you want to hear anything in particular. If you want to come on a podcast, we'll work it out. It's something that we definitely want to bring our fans in on as well. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next month. I don't know the topic yet. But we'll see you guys next month, and the topic will always be awesome because we're awesome. So stay awesome, stay nerdy, and stay writing that fan fiction that we read every single week for our Fanfic Fridays.